Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com, where you can join my newsletter, or you can book a call with me so that we can have a chat about how to get this coaching to work for you in a really personalised way. You can find all the details of how to contact me in the show notes. This week, I'm going to talk to you about work-life balance. Well, it is the Business Balance podcast after all. So we're going to look at how you can achieve a work-life balance. Now, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Um... And just some of the things here, I have to keep it narrowed down. I've had to write myself some notes, otherwise I could just go on and on. Um, But it's important to begin to look at a few things. And these might be some of the key things that can really help you. I'm really aware that in the current fast-paced world, you know, with that kind of always-on mentality, we need to ensure that we are in control of what we do, of how we function, And we need to find ways to balance our time, our brain power and our energies. A good few years ago, I've kind of lost detail of the dates. Sorry, I'm sure you're not bothered really. The dates, it's going to be a survey. uh, A survey of city employees was carried out by a company called Credent Technologies. And they discovered that less than a quarter of the people that had responded had taken holidays, but had absolutely no contact with the office. So 75% of people were staying in contact with the office whilst they were on holiday. Just under half of those people reported that they felt that being available 24-7 gave them job security. Imagine that. So then this gave them some justification that technology was necessary and ensured them that they were not missing out or being left behind when important decisions were being made in the workplace. So that's not good news really, is it? And then when you think about that, when I work with business leaders and entrepreneurs and I go into workplaces as well and do workshops about stress and work-life balance and you know managing things and being really productive if you're always on all the time at some point you're just not going to be productive because we are not meant to work all of the time we're not meant to be doing anything whether it's you know work or play we're not meant to be doing all of the time but it would seem that just switching off the phone or your computer is not quite as easy for some well, for a lot of people, I've had clients who, um, when I ask them to turn the phone off for the session when they come and speak to me, often for the face-to-face ones, I sometimes forget when I work online with people, because obviously we're on the computer, ironically. <laughs> but when they come face-to-face and I go, have you turned your phone off? And if and is that a, you know, uh, like an Apple Watch or whatever, well, can you take that off your wrist and things? And they go, I don't know how to turn it off. Seriously, they just don't know how to turn the phone off. They go, I've never had to do that in all the time that they've owned it. So it's a really big thing. And it's so it's not just with like phones and computers. It's with it's just with work in general. Even when our 
with entrepreneurs and they go, but I feel like I need to answer, you know, every message as soon as it comes in. Or there are lots of ways that technology drives you to answer straight away. You know, if you're an entrepreneur and you do a lot of work on Facebook, I do a lot on LinkedIn, but a lot of work on Facebook and um, Facebook drives you to um, answer straight away because it says, you know, oh, 95% of these are answered in the first 10 minutes and stuff like that. No, just no. Do not buy into that, <laughs> right? And if you are buying into it, we need to do some changing your mindset around that, really. But that fear of missing out, it's a real thing. Just talk to my just talk to my coach. She talks about it all the time, particularly in kind of sales and marketing and how we respond. But we reinforce this in ourselves by having this mindset of be needing to be contactable all the time. That lifestyle, as I've said, of never fully switching off from devices or from, you know, means we're contactable. It means that we're rarely switching off our brains too. And just like everything else in the world, actually, we need to be able to power down properly because without that, the stress builds. And I've been talking a bit about stress this month. It's National Stress Awareness Month. So when that stress builds, it can affect you even if you don't realise it. Many people end up living with a higher level of stress hormone than they need to do, than they realise that they have done because it's crept up and crept up and crept up. And then that high level just becomes a norm for them. Those stress levels mean that you make poor decisions or that it, it stunts your creativity and your thinking power. It affects your ability to concentrate fully or to concentrate for long periods of time. When everything feels like it's just such hard work to do those basics, you end up working harder. And I know, because I've done it myself, you know, in the, that lovely corporate job that I had with that big bullying boss that I've talked about before. I've been there. I've done it. I've done it here with my job as well, although sometimes I sneak off to the office and say that I need to do something when really I'm escaping. Don't tell everyone. But when you are working harder and harder to just do the basics, you become more tired and it affects your performance and then it's a vicious cycle because you feel you have to work harder to do. Do you see what I mean? According to the National Labour Force Survey, 40% of sick days in the British workforce were stress-related. So if it's you or your colleagues are needing to take time off because of stress with the impact, it means that you've got that pressure, you've got that on your workload. Having um, stress management policies in the workplace can be really, really helpful. But, you know, I've also heard about HR departments that are handing out stress risk assessments and they're saying to the bosses, just give it to the employee and let them complete it on their own rather than sit down and go through it together. Because chances are that person's not going to bring that, that stress risk assessment back to them. And then it's one less job to deal with. So just be careful of that and be careful that that's not something that's going to happen with you because it's not the best way to function, is it, really? But what I do say to people, clients, companies, when I deliver the stress workshops is... You cannot change or control anyone else. So what we have to do is change your response to those situations. So when we change your responses to that workplace pressure, to those stress responses, to that work-life balance, then things are going to be better and easier. 
And the key with it all is to be able to recognise in yourself when you feel that that work-life balance is slipping, when you feel the stress levels are rising. You know, recognising that stress in yourself is included in that other podcast. You know, and then you can really help your own well-being. You can manage your work-life balance. So what are the key things that you can do to help manage and achieve a better work-life balance? Well, the first thing is to stop multitasking. Oh, I know, groan at me if you like, right? But I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I must have done. I feel like I talk about this all the time. When we... um. When we're multitasking, effectively what we're doing is we're switching from one task to the next and switching backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. If you could see me here, I'm swiveling about in my chair and like turning my head from one side to the next because effectively that's what you're doing. You're not dealing with a few things at once. You're actually switching around. And what it does then, it means that each task that you get, you are doing, you're having to stop, refocus, stop, refocus, stop, refocus. Instead of giving one task all of your attention and all of your brain power. So shut off the notifications, drag yourself away from the distractions and you will need to drag yourself and, you know, be a bit disciplined and give yourself a talking to. And I still have to do that at times, but stop multitasking because it's not actually effective. And it means that even if you do think you're managing it, your brain's going to get tired more quickly. So you won't be able to sustain that for as long. Schedule instead. It's a much better way of working. I talk about scheduling with people all the time as well. I really advocate with all my clients, take time to schedule the tasks and activities. And this isn't about me being like really pernickety about your time, you know. Um, It is about ensuring that you have time set to look at and deal with certain tasks to look at the important things, that you've set time to deal with them. And like I've said about the multitasking, it also means that your brain doesn't have to hold all that different information and keep reminding you of that thing that you have to do. It's a bit like making an appointment with yourself to deal with the different things. And then take breaks. Oh, I know, again, you might, oh, I don't have time for breaks. They don't have to be huge breaks, just a little break. 20, 30 minutes a day helps your brain to recharge and for your stress hormones to just drain out and calm down. So taking a little bit of time away from your desk can make a huge impact. You know, somebody once rang me, they were having a little emergency wobble, um, one of my clients, and they rang me and then I was out walking the dog and they said, how many dog walks does that dog get in a day? I said, well, as many as he needs, really. As many as I need, actually. He's put more the reality of it. So he gets an hour on a morning, which means it's all done and out of the way and I can sit down at my desk and focus. But then if I find that my focus and my attention is slipping, if I find I'm being distracted, if I find I'm not sticking to the plans that I had for that day, sometimes I just shut the laptop, pick up his lid and we just go for a quick walk around the block. It might be five and ten minutes, not even the, the 20, 30 minutes I've just mentioned. But I And I, I put everything down, you know, usually, although I answered this emergency call, um, and it just gives me a chance to clear my head and then I come back and I get on with things. So those breaks don't have to be huge, but do make sure that they happen. 
Take time back. This is something that I did a lot of in corporate world. If you have to work for longer on a particular project or on a particular day or even you've, you know, you've got that really, really busy week in your, in your month or you've got that really busy month in your year, then take time back. When I was in corporate, I, we always had to work late on a Friday and it became such a pattern that no matter what I did, no matter what preparation I put in, no matter how much I wanted to get away, it never happened. So I was realistic about it. So instead, what I started to do was take long lunch breaks because we always had to be in early as well for certain things. So I used to just take long lunch breaks because that pressure and all the rush of getting everything done before the weekend and things, they would hit from about two o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Joyous. Um, but being realistic stops you getting stressed about it, stops you getting frustrated or annoyed, you know, about what you would like to happen. And rather it helps you to deal with what is really happening. So sometimes just get a bit creative. Don't go against the grain and try and push against things that you know you're not going to change. Accept where it is like I did. But then go, right, what else can I do? How can I do this differently? Can I get a long lunch break? You know, do I finish? It's Monday might not be the day that you want to finish early. But if it, that's the day that it, it can work for you, take it. Take that time to go and do something and take that time back when it's there. Reward yourself as well for your achievement. You might reward yourself for taking that time back and having an extra long lunch break because you know you've got a late one. Because it's really easy to move on to the next task or to the job, the next job that you've got, but it can be really demoralising when you feel that you're never achieving anything. I was talking about this to somebody the other day. I had a colleague once who every now and then would just insist on finishing that one thing. They would go, no, I know there's all that other stuff to do today, but I'm finishing this one. Just to get that sense of achievement. So instead of always being pulled away or leaving things not quite completed or even just moving on to that next job, reward yourself for your achievements. Beware of perfect. What does perfect look like anyway? It's going to be different for different people. So beware of focusing or fussing on something and looking for that perfect arrangement, that perfect presentation. I even had somebody that I heard say to me, I spent ages getting just the right colour green on that. And I was like, you're kidding me. You know, done is better than perfect. Remember that. Get clear on your boundaries. Oh, I could go on about boundaries with people all day, every day really. But let's get clear on your boundaries. These do not have to be set in stone. But when you get clear on what is and is not acceptable to you, you can clearly set that out for others too. Now, it does often mean changing your mindset and focus because if you decide that you're not answering emails after six o'clock, but then you're so distracted about thinking about them because you've heard it ping or you've seen your phone light up, and then you end up that you're not listening to your husband or to the kids or, you know, you've burnt something for tea because you're busy answering it anyway then those boundaries are not going to be effective for you so it might be about switching up some of those priorities and changing the way that you think about these things because boundaries are there to work for you rather than against you but it's important to maintain periods when you're not working or thinking about work so here's the other thing that you might need to do that might sit hand in hand with the boundaries is to say no. 
Now, this is a tough one for some people, a lot of people, and I get a lot of pushback on it. But if you tend to say yes, almost without thinking, then you need to work on this. A good way is rather than answering someone straight away, say, let me check that or let me get back to you. Let me look at that. And it gives you time to pull away from that person because often it might be how somebody else is with us that we can we feel the need to say yes and struggle to say no to them. So find an opportunity to create that gap and that pause to be able to come away from them. If you really want to say yes, well, that's absolutely fine. But actually, if you prefer to say no, but saying no is something that you struggle with, then the important thing is that you just say no. Sometimes I say no is a complete sentence. Sometimes say no, but don't waffle around it. Don't give justifications or excuses because actually that gives the asker an opportunity to wheedle in there, you know, and break you down. <laughs> you don't want that. Um, so sometimes you just have to say, no, I can't do this right now. No, I'm already overcommitted. Or just no. Okay. Take proper time off. I know I've said, you know, get time back when days are long. But, you know, if you are in a workplace, use the holiday that you are entitled to because I see so many people that think it's this rite of passage and that they're being the best employee ever because then they'll take all the leave and things. If things get too much, taking a few days off or a long weekend can help you to feel refreshed and actually increase your productivity in the long run. You know, don't be a martyr about this and also don't let life be your work is that the right way around yeah make time for hobbies for interests for exercise for enjoyment make sure you nurture relationships and you get involved in things that are outside of work outside of your business and outside of you know just being with colleagues because you need different interactions to kind of light you up, you know, to get that positive feedback, to be able to laugh and enjoy things and to be able to switch your brain into different areas, really. You know, there's loads of people out there now that go to like yoga or even go to like these laughter workshops or that go to um, join a choir and things. And all of these sorts of things are, you know, really great. Different ways to switch into different areas of your brain so that you can use different areas aside from what you use with your work. So have a look and make sure that you do some other things. And so I hope some of those tips help you to be able to achieve that work-life balance. I know it can seem a bit elusive at times, but you know, everything is achievable when you work at it. Because I do believe that I have a good work-life balance, even though I'm running my own business and I've got tricky kids with special needs. So I do feel that I have achieved it really. And if you would like further help and support on achieving yours, then obviously do get in touch with me. I say this at the end of every podcast. Get in touch with me about anything that you think that I'd be able to help you with. The the link is in the show notes. You can book a call or send me an email. And if you think that this is really helpful to somebody else, please do share it or comment about it or go and leave me a review on one of the many Um, ways that you can listen to this podcast I'd really love it if you left me a review and then I'll see you again 
in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you.